Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, seriously, don't you wake up every morning and look at the news and think, oh, this can't be right. This is all crazy. People got vaccinated and the pandemic got worse. You have to wear a mask in a restaurant for the 10 feet until you sit down. Then you take it off for the whole meal. Unless you got to go to the bathroom. Then you got to put it back on. Is it going in the bathroom? How does any of it make sense? I thought that was pretty funny from the Biden character on Saturday Night Live, reflecting what many of us think. You wake up in the morning and think, this is crazy. We got the vaccine and it's worse? You have to wear your mask when you walk in the door? What's the COVID in the bathroom? Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, over the weekend, in Texas, a jihadi took a whole bunch of Jewish people hostage at a synagogue demanding the release of a terrorist that we have in prison. Right down the road in Tejas. This guy who uh, who did this snuck into the country. Well, he didn't sneak into the country. He came in uh, on a plane. But just a couple of weeks ago and immediately somehow got a hold of a gun and clearly came with the, with the intent of pulling off this maneuver, which sounds like you're a jihadi to me. And and he and he made it very clear what his intentions were. But President, so the the ending is good. The FBI, uh, you know, they're experts at this sort of thing. They were able to do their flashbang, run in, kill him. All the hostages are free. Good news. Thank God. There. Yeah, fabulous. But the president was asked about this, and uh, and he did the, the usual thing that you expect, I guess, is the, well, it's it's too early to say about what the motives might have been, and uh, we just uh, thank the FBI for their hard work. Unwilling to call a jihadi a jihadi at this point. Now, uh, a week ago, today, I think, you were more than willing to call half the country um, Jefferson Davis, Bull Connor, etc., racists. But you're not willing to guy a guy who's waving his arms. I'm looking at him up on the TV right now, waving his arms and making statements to make it clear. I'm a jihadi. I'm a Muslim fundamentalist who believes this is what I believe. I'm willing to kill people for it, kill Jews for it. And the president won't say anything about that for some reason. Yeah, the FBI, FBI was drawing a lot of outrage. The uh, local uh, commander in chief or whatever the, the field agent in charge um, special agent in charge said this did not appear to be directed specifically at the Jewish community. What? You, you got a Muslim fundamentalist taking a bunch of Jews hostage in a synagogue to free a terrorist. Well, I, okay. All right. Why did you say anything about that at all? Why would you err to the side of saying what it's not when, number one, it's impossible to prove a negative? Number two, it's obviously too early. Well, he, of course, like everyone else, including the president, wanted to avoid a Muslim backlash. God, get over that. They've arrested a couple of people in the north of Britain, by the way, on this case. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Manchester, I think. This guy's family, Malik Faisal Akram's family, is out saying, yeah, he had some mental problems, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a damn shame. Uh, he didn't mean anything by it. All right. That's, a, that's what you're going to say. That's a different reaction that we uh, uh, have than we would have had closer to 9-11. Now, maybe you think that's a good thing, but we're not on our uh, guard for that sort of thing, I guess, anymore. No, and I just, the whole knee-jerk thing, the whole, 
you know, narrative that Asian people are being targeted because of COVID thanks to Trump or whatever. Now, if crazy drug addicts in New York are shoving Asian ladies in front of trains because of COVID, okay, maybe, uh, but that's got nothing to do with Trump. Nice. And, and I don't buy I don't buy that whole Asian people are being targeted because of blaming COVID on China anyway. I think that is made up of whole oh, cloth. Absolutely, that's that completely is an funny. utter fiction. No, the story on the woman getting pushed on the train tracks is another one of those. We got people on the streets whose brains are ruined by the new meth. I think it's probably one of those stories, and we let people who've committed multiple crimes throughout their lives back out again. That's what that story is. It's not a Asian violence crime. If there's a positive twist to this story, um, and, and maybe we can squeeze this in a little bit later on in the hour, is it has become completely clear to me uh, during my uh, scannings of news and journalism uh, all weekend long that the tide has absolutely turned on these super lefty DAs around America. The awareness is growing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can look to the the incredible scene of train robberies in L.A. that's now gone viral. It's funny. I became aware of this several months ago and talked about it a little bit, but more and more people are becoming aware that crime is just rampant. And these radical DAs who are attempting to, you know, I don't know, usher in a Marxist utopia or something by not putting anybody in jail, um, people are are waking up more and more to their, uh, their activities and, and how dangerous they are. Uh, so we'll get to that. I wanted to squeeze this in just because I said I would. Um, we were talking about Fathead in North Korea testing his uh, missiles. He tested several more over the weekend. Um, and uh, I think I can say, yeah, Major Mike writes, guys, there's a lot of clickbait and hand-wringing over North Korea and its weapons program. Here's some inside baseball stuff. Little Fathead will never, ever offensively launch against one of his neighbors. There's a tension that he could, but he won't. He's a dictator who's living large and has everything he could ever want. To launch an offensive means he loses everything. His weapons are a show of force to ensure he's never invaded. The intense defensive situation at the DMZ is just a giant keep-out sign, and it's effective. My background, I spent seven years on the teams in South Korea tasked with the defense and subsequent invasion of North Korea should it be necessary. I also spent 15 years working for a South Korean-based electronics company. I know the culture as well as any outsider. Here's my other prediction. The pooter... Vlad Putin is playing poker, and even with a strong hand, he'll fold when he can save face. He will not invade Ukraine. See above. Okay. Okay. We'll keep an eye on that, Major Mike. Thanks for the thoughts. And I hope he's right. Yeah, I think you brought us, somebody said that uh, if Putin is bluffing, it's the most expensive bluff in the history of mankind. Yeah, one of the problems with uh, predicting these sorts of things is people don't always do what's in their best interest. That's the history of the world. You got all kinds of reasons why Hitler shouldn't go into Russia or declare war on the United States or or there's all kinds of examples throughout history. Mm-hmm. But people don't always do the smart thing. Well, and there's also the question of whether they're doing what's best in their short-term interest or their long-term interest. Sometimes your short-term interest is a terrible idea long-term, but at a certain, you know, political leader in a certain position might absolutely need to appease the short interest stresses at the at the you know cost of the long. Well, my point is sometimes people do things based on pride and ego that make no sense at all. You can't make any sense of it. It's I've not never a, noticed that. It's not a long term, short term, this or domestic. It's just pride and ego. Make you're you do saying people stupid. go off half cocked and do stupid things. Yeah. What? So that that's where it gets difficult in trying to predict. If you're pr- trying to predict, well, the smart thing to do, but I, I don't think he'll he'll gain that. Well, he that might not be it. 
It might be a guy who's uh, who's getting old, who wants to leave him. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's his last chance to be the great czar of the 20th slash 21st century in the case of uh, Putin. So, and, and that's all he cares about. So the FBI has just issued a statement calling the weekend standoff at Texas a terrorism-related matter in which the Jewish community was targeted. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, thanks for correcting the record. Yep. You know, the one guy, he shot off his mouth. And if he says, you know, I was premature, I shouldn't have said that. All is forgiven. Um, but that's just dumb. Uh, two things that I tweeted out over the weekend that I want to talk about. I also want to talk about last night's 60 Minutes and the Anne Frank story, because I think everybody read Anne Frank in school and and knows that whole thing. I know I watched it with my son, and he was as interested as me, because he read mm. Diary of Anne Frank as a kid. But a couple of things I tweeted out. The, uh, the young, what is she, 18, 20 years old girl who has figured out the way taxes work. Oh, I didn't see that. This is no knock on her whatsoever, but I'm, I'm happy to see the young coming to that... Uh, conclusion uh and what was the other thing i wanted to talk about? oh yeah so the rolling 14 day average right now is about eight hundred thousand cases okay we need to stop counting those more on that later doesn't make any sense to announce that number no Useless. sense whatsoever yep deaths are almost two thousand a day now but are they counting deaths the same way they count cases if you come in with a really bad heart and high blood pressure and everything like that, but while you're there unconscious, we test you for COVID and it turns out you had COVID. Are you a COVID death? I think you are. Yeah. Well, and and the uh, was it Brett Bear asked the the lady from the CDC how many are with COVID, how many are because of COVID. Well, we're working on that data. Are you? That's absolutely a question. And and listen, we're not COVID deniers around here, and I think you you know longtime listeners know that we're just trying to balance it. We're trying to understand. Yeah, it's a serious disease; it kills a lot of people, but it's also wildly overblown in a lot of different ways. Um, if Omicron is as spectacularly contagious as they say it is, and I believe it is, if it is washing across entire populations with with amazing speed. Well, then you could just assume that a significant chunk of the people dying in hospitals are going to have the Omicron. Right. Have you, well, you probably haven't been to a doctor's office with symptoms. I, I have actually. Oh, yeah. They put me outside in a like zero, what are they, a negative pressure tent thing. Yeah, they go. They, like I was a space alien. They're they going to do an autopsy yes, on me they in go Area to, 51. My son went in and uh, turned out he just had a cold. He didn't have COVID, but he had some symptoms. I mean, they go to DEFCON 1. You go in through the back way and you're, you're greeted by people with hazmat suits. It's like watching that movie about the Ebola or something. I mean, it's like, come on now. You got an ER and a front room full of people coughing and sneezing and snotting, but we're going to treat this one person who is willing to say out loud that I've got a cough. Like, oh, we're, really keeping an, we're really keeping this Omicron down. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so all those things I just mentioned a little bit ago. And, oh, boy, another inflation number? Holy crap. You're not going to like this one. Uh-oh. Among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. For me, it was really important to investigate what makes us 
uh, uh, give up on each other. The area where Anne Frank lived is very normal and it's a very warm area with the butcher and the doctor and the policeman. They worked together, they loved each other, they lived together and suddenly people start to betray on each other. How could that happen? So 60 Minutes featuring last night a story about Anne Frank from the Diary of Anne Frank. I'm assuming everybody knows what that is. I think so. Jewish family during World War II hiding from the Nazis in Amsterdam because if the Nazis found you, they were going to send you to a concentration camp and you were probably going to die. And uh, this and a kind family at risk of their own lives sheltered the Frank family. And uh, the 15-year-old girl there with her mom, dad, and sister in hiding for two years, never went outside for two years, had to be silent all day long. Wow. Never going outside and every day, all day long. Um, eventually, one day, uh, officers show up, somehow know where they are, move the bookcase they were hiding behind the fake wall, take them all away, and everybody but Dad dies. Dad just miraculously... Uh, this was like right at the time of D-Day, so they didn't have to be able to hide much longer to survive the whole thing. But oh, so tragic. It is so tragic. Right. Dad survived. Anne Frank, her sister and mom, uh, they've never found the records, but almost certainly died in the concentration camps, as so many people did. But so the question has been for a long time, how did how, how did they stay uh, hidden for two years? And then all of a sudden, you know, people walked right to the bookcase, opened it up. Somebody ratted on them. And the question has always been, who turned them in? Who ratted on them? And uh, so this guy who's an FBI investigator, retired got hired by somebody else who was interested in it, and they they went about the case as a cold case like you would do any FBI investigation. He assembled a team of dozens of people and went through an insane amount of uh, paperwork and interviews and old interviews and document uh, documentaries and everything like that to try to nail it down, and they think they did. They figured out this other Jewish businessman in Amsterdam and the and the real the real I thought the way 60 minutes laid it out maybe this was just my own interpretation you're building toward a villain you're building to who's the rat that turned in Anne Frank you know you read it in school as a kid you were heartbroken over the fact that she ends up dying you want to know who's the rat is that turned her in sure yeah and how does it end up and why did her dad who lived when it looks like maybe he figured out who turned them in which led to the death of his family, his wife and two kids. Why did he drop it? Because it was some other Jewish guy who was put in the awful position of, if I turn somebody in, they're going to let me go. And him and his family got to survive. Oh. And I thought that was a hell of an interesting, an interesting ending to the show. It would appear that Dad figured it out and thought, you know, I might have done the same thing. Wow. Because it just comes down to... Uh, that's a nice family over there. Am I going to rat them out and lead to their death? Well, it's me or them, and i got to save my kids. He had a knife to the throat of Absolutely. every person in his family. What Good a, Lord. What a, uh, I thought that was a really powerful story just about, I mean, ethics at the you know nth degree. Yeah. Really yeah. interesting. And, and as they pointed out on 60 Minutes, this is the sort of position that the Nazis put people in, which is just awful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, uh, you know it's it's interesting. They had to stay silent all day long. I, you know, that's I've been on that street in Amsterdam. I I was going to tour the house, but there was like a f- five hour wait or something like that, and I had beers to drink. Um, <laughs> frankly, uh, but uh, it's a it's a busy street and everything. But that's oh, what an existence! What a story! That's sad. You've made me sad. It's I interesting have. though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the other story on sixty minutes looked charming, but I had football. To oh, watch. Chris Stapleton, the uh, the country singer, who oh, yeah. everybody in the world wants to work with because he's fabulous. Yeah, yeah, but he can't get cool. his records played, right? Well, they do now. He's, oh, they he's do. so okay. giant, but he yeah. never got invited to any of the country awards shows, even though when he would have the number one selling album and everything. Pretty good right. story. Right. So there is serious evidence that the tide is now turning against the radical left DAs of America. Good. There is rapidly growing awareness, resistance, recall efforts, etc. And it is coast to coast and notable. If it will be enough, enough awareness, enough energy to get these maniacs booted out of office and get back to prosecutors who prosecute, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But there are really positive signs. And we'll get to that girl that's going viral uh, with the TikTok about taxes. Young person realizes taxes. And uh, I love that. It, it's good stuff. I hope Let's a, hear it. I yeah. hope a whole bunch of young people see it. I hope, I hope, I hope. I'm always teaching my kids about taxes. So TikTok, which has you gulping cinnamon and defacing your school and kicking people in the genitals and all, it's actually capable of doing some good, maybe? Maybe. If you miss an hour, get the podcast armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Prescott takes off running the football. Whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. It will. They'll be able to talk this. They were playing for it. It's Four. down, down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the official gets in the way. The game's over. Oh the game is over. Oh, he did. Wow, I'm livid if I'm a Cowboy fan and if I'm a Niners fan. That's the fan. end of the game. The yeah. game is over. The game is over, and San Francisco survives and advances. So that roar at the end was interesting because that was in Dallas. So was that a roar of pain and anguish coupled with Niners fans? Or roar! That was something. I'm thinking if I was in the stands, I would have thought the officials got in the way of it. But, you know, when you're able to see it on TV, it was a mistake by the team and the players. Yeah, without going too deep into it, yeah, the official did get in the way because he's obligated to set the ball. The the, the <laughs> Cowboys don't get to like put the ball down and say, yeah. here's where it ought to be. We're going to snap it now. If every team always got to just grab the ball and put it where they think it ought to be, we'd have all kinds of problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, the official got in the way in that he was doing his job. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've rooted for many, many, many teams that were behind and come back like that, and you blame it on that one play. Uh, the likelihood, even if you'd have pulled it off, of getting the you know the hail mary and scoring the touchdown and win the game is you know pretty small. So, oh yeah, yeah. On the other hand, the uh, the Cowboys set a record for the number of penalties. I can't cite you the specific numbers and stuff, but uh, they got called for lots and lots of penalties, and the fans were pelting the referees with garbage as they left the field. And uh, asked about it at the press conference, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys uh, quarterback, said, good for them. Really? <laughs> yeah, good job, fans. <laughs> they felt like we felt. Tom Brady won his 35th 
playoff game yesterday? Quite easily? I don't know. Did you see the graph? This is getting a little football-y, folks, but don't worry. We're about done. Uh, Tom Brady has now won 35 playoff games. Every other quarterback in the playoffs combined has won something like 24. Sounds about right. Yeah. Because I know second place is like 17. Yeah. Um. Uh, so uh, 49ers going to Green Bay. That'll be tough. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Green Bay, the prohibitive favorite to take it all. Rams, Cardinals tonight. And of course, the L.A. Rams have the opportunity to play a home Super Bowl if they advance. So. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So I do enjoy the NFL football. I thought I'd given up the, uh, the sport, but it's too much fun, especially at playoff time. So. Uh, we could feature a number of uh, different uh, horrific crimes if you're in the mood for that sort of thing. New York has been the epicenter lately. Uh, a woman shoved in front of a, a subway train by a drug addict bum. Uh, here's a guy getting beaten down on a midtown sidewalk after he tried to give a homeless man his coat. Turns out this is the fourth beating this guy had given somebody. Severe beating in New York in recent weeks. But they keep turning him loose over and over again because they got a super progressive DA there in New York uh, who is soon going to be at war with Eric Adams. Actually, they have different DAs in the different boroughs. Um, but there's a lot of progressivism in, in the upper reaches of law enforcement there. And this is becoming a bigger and bigger issue in America. But the good news is there's more and more awareness of that problem. And I think it's filtering to voters. Uh, A couple exhibits for you, if I might prosecute the case, unlike these prosecutors. An official with Union Pacific revealed late last week that UP believes that approximately 90 shipping containers are broken into by thieves every day. No way! In the L.A. area. Wow, because those shipping containers are huge. Oh, yeah. 90 a day! Adrian Guerrero, Director of Public Affairs for Union Pacific, revealed the following in a letter to far-left L.A. District Attorney George Gascon. Quote, since September, I'm sorry, December 2020, December 2020, that's a year and a month, UP has experienced an over 160% increase in criminal rail theft in L.A. County. That's funny. What does that coincide with, roughly? Oh, the rule of George Gascon, the Marxist, as the uh, the DA. In several months during that period, the increase from the previous year surpassed 200%. In October of last year alone, the increase was 356% compared to the October of the previous year. Not only do these dramatic increases uh, represent retail product thefts, they include increased assaults and armed robberies of UP employees performing their duties by the trains, moving the trains. Over the last three months, over 90 containers a day are compromised. If you Uh, haven't seen the pictures or the video, we have them on the website at armstrongandgetty.com. It's stunning. And that's where your whatever order didn't show up to your house. That's where it is, in the ditch next to the trains in Los Angeles. That's right. The increased criminal activity over the past 12 months accounts for approximately $5 million in claims, losses, and damages to UP, and that value does not include the respective losses to our impacted customers. So he then slammed the city's far-left politics, saying that they are enabling the criminals who says brag about being let off easy for their crimes. So you have one of the shipping giants of America now going on the record and saying the following. 
Criminals are caught and arrested, turned over to local authorities for booking, arraigned before the local courts. Charges are reduced to a misdemeanor or petty offense, and the criminal is released after paying a nominal fine. These individuals are generally caught and released back onto the streets in less than 24 hours. Even with all the arrests made, the no-cash bail policy and expanded time frame for suspects to appear in court is causing re-victimization to UP by these same criminals. In fact, criminals boast to our officers that charges will be Pied will be uh, bargained down to simple trespassing, which bears no serious consequence. George Giscone, by the way, has said they won't prosecute trespassing. We cannot prosecute our weight out of the desperation that we have. Without any judicial deterrence or consequence, it is no surprise that over the past year, UP has witnessed the significant increase in criminal rail theft described above. We can't prosecute our way out of the desperation these people have with all the lack of equity. That's why they steal. Yeah. All right, you crazy person. Yeah. But back to the growing awareness. Tragic story. Several gang members gunned down an off-duty cop in L.A. County. The uh, the sheriff, Alex Villanueva, uh, Villanueva, who is one of the greatest enemies, uh, opponents of George Gascone around, uh, sought federal uh, charges. It's going to be prosecuted federally because he can't trust the county DA to prosecute it. Nice system. Nice relationship. Yeah. So because it was a cop murdered, they can go federal on it. But Virginia has a new attorney general. Now, I'd followed the new uh, governor, of course, uh, Glenn Youngkin. We all followed that. The uh, the fabulous new lieutenant governor, uh, the uh, Winsome Sears. Is that her name? Yeah, uh, yeah. Winsome Sears, the lieutenant governor, black woman, lovely gal. She said some really interesting things, by the way, in the last few days. But uh, Virginia also has a new attorney general, and what he's saying will shock you. After a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe, and this is well timed. If you ever want to make your home safer, there's no better time than right now, and there's no better system than Simply Safe. They're knocking twenty percent off because you know us, and you're gonna love this system once you get it. Yeah, depending on where you live, your local DA has no interest in uh, prosecuting people who commit these sorts of crimes. So having a home security system is probably a good a good idea. And you can get twenty percent off the award winning home security system from Simply Safe, which was named the best home security system of twenty twenty one by a U.S. News and World Report. You customize it for your home when you go online at simplysafe.com. Doesn't take you very long. Then it comes to your house and you set it up yourself in about thirty minutes. Well, and hey, those of us who do live in uh, civilized places outside the blue, blue cities where they don't prosecute, and you got a sheriff, a prosecutor who, who will bust criminals, uh, you're going to have their face on the super high-def indoor and outdoor surveillance cameras. You're going to have their license plate number because it's so high resolution, even at night. Good stuff. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Get 20% off. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Really nice people, too. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. So... Virginia's new attorney general, Jason Miares, he's the first ever Latino in the... All right, all right, whatever. The only interesting thing about that to me is that he is a uh, a man of Hispanic descent uh, and is also a Republican. So quite the sweep in Virginia. Anyway, he wasted no time in taking his office in a new direction. He got sworn in Saturday. He fired 30 staffers, including many woke attorneys who had been working under his George Soros-funded woke predecessor. Uh, let's see. He also announced several new investigations aimed at increasing governmental transparency and making Old Dominion safer. In a statement to the Richmond Times-Dispatch, 
Uh, his spokespeople defended the move. It's clear he sees it very differently than Attorney General Herring, who was the previous guy. We're restructuring the office, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, as reported by Fox News, several Virginia prosecutors had received hundreds of thousands of dollars from George Soros. He listened to, listen to what this guy is spending. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Three winning candidates in 2019. This uh, woman in Arlington County got a million dollars in campaign cash from George Soros's foundation. This uh, chick in Loudoun County got 850000 That's for a county district attorney race. Wow. 850 grand. Steve Descano in Fairfax County got 600000 Norfolk, Virginia, which is not that big. I say Norfolk because I don't want to pronounce it the other way. Um, Spent about two hundred. Got the guy got two hundred thousand dollars from from Soros. Um, But let's see. So the the new guy um, said, "I'm thinking specifically some of the so-called social justice Commonwealth's attorneys who have been elected, particularly in Northern Virginia, uh, were aware of some of the pretty horrific cases, and we are going to turn." the ship one of the reasons virginia got so fed up with government is lack of transparency that's a big issue here the virginia parole board broke the law when they let out murderers rapists cop killers early on their sentences without notifying the victims loudon county public schools covered up a sexual assault on school grounds for political purposes and political gain leading to additional assault of a young girl um this guy is on the case he's saying all the right stuff and he got elected in Virginia, which was looking pretty blue from the outside, I think, I think there's hope. I think the tide is turning. That's fantastic. Got to see more of it. Who knew? Hey, a confession right here. And I spend my life, my life looking at this stuff, reading about this stuff, thinking about this stuff. DA elections were never a priority in my right, head. Right. I didn't spend time thinking about them, and you didn't. I, a lot of us didn't. Now we know, though, folks. Am I right? Now we know. That's what I said last week. It's on us. So I haven't my whole life, we haven't our whole lives paid attention to these elections. We need to now start caring about these things. Do the actual research. Know who the candidates are. I never have. You know, whether it's the, the unions uh, who have a concentrated special interest or the radical wackadoodles, they're more aware, uh, they have been more aware and active than normal citizens. Because for several decades, normal citizens had gotten what we wanted, and crime was way down. And and life was good. The economy was roaring. Schools were teaching, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And we all got a little soft. We all assumed it would keep going, right? I did. And, and, and the wackadoos who wanted to tear the system apart and install their Marxist utopia or whatever the hell's in their crazy-ass minds. Pardon me, there's no reason to traffic in mild obscenities. Uh, <laughs> but whatever's going on in their heads, they were engaged and enthused, and, man, they they carried the day. They changed the course of your community, your city, the country. Well, it's time to win it back. Time to wake up and grab this beautiful, beautiful country back. I've got five words that'll make Joe groan for something we can talk about coming up. No, no. Betty White TikTok challenge. You're not going to groan? What? What? What what is it? Have to do with her corpse or what? Good (laughs) Lord, I can't even imagine. But another TikTok video that's getting a lot of attention about taxes, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The 
Armstrong and Getty Show. Got sick last night, so I'm cooking up some NyQuil chicken. Usually I use about, you know, four-thirds of the bottle. Season that NyQuil in there just at the right temperature. Oh, sometimes the steam really makes you sleepy. What you're looking for is that blue color right there. And boom, NyQuil chicken. So what's the TikTok NyQuil chicken challenge? I don't quite get it, Michael. I guess people are saying you can cure colds by uh, making chicken and putting NyQuil in there, and doctors don't want you to do that. They think it's a bad idea. sounded like a joke to me when he said you use four-thirds of the bottle. So You're cooking chicken in hot NyQuil. I never, I never, I never <laughs> can... Ahead. I never can tell which of these are just, they're dumb. Nobody's actually doing it. It's just, did you hear this? Kids are blah, blah, blah. But then I remember one of those, uh, a buddy of mine said, yeah, his, his his wife, the teacher, has to keep her office locked because the TikTok steal from your teacher challenge is sweeping the nation. Or smash something up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've gotten so many emails from teachers and administrators saying our, our school is, we're having to close, you know, the sections of the school. We can't use the bathrooms anymore. It's it's actually gone crazy. Speaking of schools and TikTok, and TikTok is where it is for the young people. I'll tell you what, it's old people that talk about Twitter and Facebook. The young people are all about the TikTok and the Snapchat. But, um... This, this, uh, my son brought this up. They had to like ban it in classes because kids keep singing it all the time. It's a welcome to McDonald's TikTok. Welcome to McDonald's, what you order, bro? Can I get an Oreo McFlurry? When I'm serving ice cream right now, it's broken at the moment. Can I get you something? Oh, I know you gonna say that. Let me go in and my seven chair the bag. So you gotta calm down and accept that. I know your ice cream machine working at a salt cap. I'm not lying, it's broken. Well, it better be cause I ain't coming in. And oh. if you're coming in, I'll get your ass pinned. And I'ma fight you over ice cream then. And it, I wish I could understand more of that. Well, the the video has the words, so you can understand it. It has the words, and it it's a whole bunch of different characters in different situations, all with the same thing: ordering the ice cream, and it's broken, and, and then they're going to challenge the manager to a fight. So it just they just can I get a McFlurry then? Um, welcome to a McDonald's then. Um, so there's that, and then oh, there's the Betty White TikTok challenge for today. She would have been 100 years old today. Apparently, animal rights was her thing. So. Uh, they're asking everybody to donate $5 to the Humane Society, and uh, it's the hashtag Betty White TikTok Challenge. So, Lovely. Fantastic. This one is uh, of more heft. TikTok girl tries to make sense of taxes. She looks to be, I don't know, I can't take a, tell a 16-year-old from a 22-year-old at this point in my life, but she's somewhere in that range. Uh, just to kind of catch on to the way the whole tax thing works, and I'm glad she did. If somebody has $500 and they've already paid taxes on it and they give it to me, so now just because it goes from them to me, I also have to pay taxes on it, even though they they just did. And then not only that, but anytime I spend one of those $500, I'm going to also pay another tax fee on whatever item I'm buying. And then whoever I bought the item from will have to pay taxes on the money they just earned from what I bought. So like if it so every single dollar like if a dollar is a hundred cents, hold on. Just forget it. I know <laughs> I know they don't want to teach that in school, but how how did I come out of school without being taught specifically how taxed we all are? 
Well, it's because you know they're 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 part of the to the scam. <laughs> but, well, yeah, to, to some extent, yeah. Um, but it is just, just I, I remember a guy we worked with years ago when I was much younger saying, "You have no idea how much you're taxed," and they started going through all the examples. And no, you don't. There's no way you can figure out how much tax you pay if you figure out. All the sales tax and your, you know, the big obvious ones are your property tax and your car tags and stuff like that. But everything you do, there's like 10 levels of taxes attached to it. Well, and certainly it could be argued that your company takes in X dollars in, in revenue and they pay a certain amount in payroll taxes sure. and, and the rest of it. And that is, uh, that's money that instead of going to, uh, you as a as a worker is going to the government. Boy, the one that's really pissed me off in the last year or so is how they've really cracked down on somebody sells a used item to me, a ten year old something or other that's worth a couple of hundred dollars, and I have to pay ten percent to the state and sales tax on that. Give me a freaking break! Yeah, I know, I know. People should be militant about it. It's crazy. What people don't realize, I mean, if there was a charity somewhere where you found out everybody is making six figures, way into six figures, everybody at this quote-unquote charity is getting rich, and they don't do almost anything they promised. It's one of those fake scam fraud charities. That's what the government is, you fools. Everybody's making bank there, and they pretend to care about we the people, please. Armstrong and Getty.